Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. I am Jason and I am joined with Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing okay. That's how are good, you, sir. I, I, I'm doing okay. I'm glad that you're here. So that that's uh, that's that's a good thing. So it's just you today. We don't have Riley or anybody else joining us. I know we're not going to be on camera. So those of those of you who might listen on YouTube, you'll have to catch the audio only version this week. So I'll make sure to put that in the tweet. But um, yeah, like, sorry about that. I, I it feels like hell. No, it's okay. It it's is. understandable. No not worries. that I ever look not that I ever look my best, but. I'm 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 definitely a a few grades down from what I normally terribly am. I mean, you you set a standard for sexiness, and you want to make sure that that standard is held, right? Yeah, yep, yep, that was pretty sexy right there, wasn't it? (laughs) Right, yeah. Blow out my eardrums, that's how sexy it was. Anyway... Anyway. I made sure to really put my microphone really close. (laughs) Well, hey, thank you guys for listening this week. You know, if you already do subscribe to the podcast, please share us with your friends. If you don't, if you have not already subscribed, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app of choice. Uh, You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Gimmick Minute. You can find us on any of your favorite social media apps. Just search Gimmick Minute. And uh, if you want to find us on X specifically um, or Instagram, it's at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. Hey, thanks, buddy. I know Michael's here in spirit now. All right. <laughs> you know, I figure we do a random one of those. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you're new to the show, basically what we do is we just kind of talk about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. So, you know, this this week wasn't quite as newsworthy as the week before. I think everybody's just kind of, uh, I think, Kevin, you said it before we started in maybe a lull or kind of basking in the hangover of of everything that we experienced, but we did get, we did move the story along a little bit. So I definitely want to touch on that. And, you know, a few different things have happened on a, on, on NXT and even AEW that, you know, we can, we can speak about. I, I watched dynamite last night. So there's a couple of things that I want to, you know, pick your brain about. And, you know, I'm sure anybody that listens that enjoys AEW will, will want to maybe join in on the conversation. So if you want to do that, do so by finding us on X at live your gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L I V. Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. All right. Now to the show. So, Kevin, SmackDown happened. Triple H opens the show. Comes out to the King of Kings entrance music, you know, looking dapper in his suit. He's got the bald head going. He's got the microphone. And he's talking about how the main event at WrestleMania is going to be Cody versus Roman Reigns because that's the way that Cody wants. We have a graphic for it. We have it all there. Cody won the Royal Rumble. He got to choose. That's what he picked. And he made a very, very, he very much made the point to say that some people need to know their role and shut their mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he made another reference to what was, what was the other one that he. Oh, God. oh, it doesn't matter what, if, if you yes. don't like that, it, or it doesn't matter what you like or something like that. So, yes, yes. So, so, Okay. Big time stretch of a speculation here. Do you think that with the way my I understand he has a defibrillator in his chest and all that, and he's okay. retired and can never wrestle again. But do you think that with how far even from the time he had that done with medicine and everything and what we know about hearts and stuff, do you think that it's a possibility that 
there is a working chance that he is able to work a match. You know, man, I, I guess I don't know the full extent of everything. And, you know, there, there's a possibility that he could have healed to the point where maybe he didn't need that anymore. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know enough about heart conditions and things yeah, I know, like that. Yeah, it, it's, not like, it's not like a hope or like, oh, my God, I really want that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, it's just one of those things I was thinking about, like, you know, something that could throw us for a loop. You know, I, I, I suspect this could lead to like maybe Nick Aldis filling that role somehow if if we go down that road mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like he he's definitely able to wrestle um so yeah I feel like there's gonna be some definite like um more plot twists and turns like I think I think what's gonna happen between now and then is you're gonna think one thing and you're gonna even know one thing and then it's just gonna completely turn on you you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah like, I think I, I think yeah so i guess i mean and you know again these are just speculations from what people have said online that supposedly like the rock came back because like he yes he won the face roman at wrestlemania 40 but like i guess there was a sit down with triple h like a, a legit one and he triple h basically said like to him you do need to know your role like listen to the crowd like you have to concede to this and he did so it looks like we are going to get that. So maybe they are going to go back, you know, to the original plan of. It's just so many things that could happen. There you know are, I mean? there are, and and I I think the way that you save this is that if you really want to get that match between Rock and Roman, you know, they, they looked like it was kind of based off of a respect thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's there's a, a point in time where you could have Roman turn on Rock. Mm-hmm. Or even you could have Rock almost try to take over the bloodline, and that would be an interesting dynamic as well. So there's different stories that can be told there, and they could lead to next year's WrestleMania. They could lead to a big match at SummerSlam. You know, there's there's definitely a lot that they can do with it. Or they have enough time to where, you know, we've mentioned it before, there are two nights to WrestleMania. You know, yeah. they could still end up having a match night one and then night two face Cody or, you know, however they want to do that. So there, there's definitely a way that they can make that happen. It's just it's just. a Yeah. And, and there's so many ways to make this look like there is no possible way Cody's going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, because it's I, I think everybody feels like, OK, one on one match, Cody's going to win this time. And. You know, even if Solo interferes or there's interference like there always is, like they feel like he's going to overcome. I think there's going to be some kind of loophole, whether The Rock is like a special guest referee or something or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or, or something or they're they're out there, you know what I mean? But like, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really interesting. Like I said, this week was kind of like, it was a perfect like calm down, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And even like Monday, you know, kind of semi-leading into Monday show, Seth put it out there, his involvement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he's going to have his day at WrestleMania for his title, but it's almost like I could still see him somehow involved in this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a possibility they could do a tag match night one and then go on the next night to have singles matches, you know, mm-hmm. even each of them. Yeah. <laughs> so especially and I was thinking this too especially if like I mean I the card could be strong but let, let's face it right now besides 
you know, okay, this story right now. And I know Seth going to have his world title match, you know what I mean? But, like, there's nothing really big with the tag titles right now, not like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, even a women's match. I mean, Bailey and EO, yeah, is good. But, like, ba- Bailey's like, you know, that kind of already established star. Maybe something if she, you know, turned face again and started doing her old persona, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... Last year you had you had so much between you had the few for, for the IC title between Gunther and Sheamus and McIntyre and all that stuff. You know what I mean? You had the women's title matches were big last year. The tag title match, you know what I mean? And then obviously Cody and Roman. Um, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, yeah, Ray, it's, it's Ray, not like it, Ray and Dom last year too. Ray and Dom last year too. So whereas like this year, yeah, you've got you still got your players and you still got this and that, but really like it, they're just been that main focus so there's no reason what i'm i guess my point is there's no reason they couldn't do like a tag match night one and then single stuff night two that's true yeah if, if they not- if they if they don't feel like there's no other like strong main event for night one you know what i mean like if if, if seth's gonna face like you know i think let's it's, say I, sam i think it'll be mcintyre personally but i could you know could be wrong right but is that is that really worthy of a, like a main event you know what i mean like uh i'd say here's the thing though kevin it's it's february 15th no i know i, I know. mean there's, there's a lot of time i mean elimination chamber we're gonna get through that and there's a lot of time to build these stories and build these matches and i think there's enough there with with uh with seth and drew to make that a main event style match i i think there's enough there with bianca and naya or becky and naya or becky or did I say Bianca and I? I meant Rhea. Rhea and Nia, Becky and Nia, and then Becky and Rhea. I think there's enough there that that could be a main event match, whatever combination that they come out with with that. Uh, you know, Jade Cargill is probably going to have something at WrestleMania, whether it's against whether it's against um, Bianca or somebody else. Like she's going to have. Oh moment. yeah, no, 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 I no, I agree with you. I, I think totally like they're going to build to where it's going to be more. I'm just thinking, like, it, it, maybe their initial thought right now is, like, this is, like, a back burner plan. This mm-hmm. is, like, a plan C. Yeah. To where it's, like, okay, if we don't get enough good mileage out of some of these other things, then we might have to do possibly this. I, I'm just speculating. Yeah. So. I mean, we could we could have a tag match between the two, and then somehow <laughs> maybe Rock accidentally costs Roman a pin to get a pinfall in the tag match. And that leads to like immediately rock versus Roman right there that night, night one as kind of like a surprise main event or something like that. I mean, there's so many different things that they could do. Cause you think like a couple of years ago with the Austin and KO, that kind of was like a bonus, right? That was just a, that was a segment that turned yeah. into a match. It was a bonus. So maybe they do something like that. Maybe you get a bonus. You have a, you have a tag match that turns into a single or something like that. You know, and then Cody and Seth can go on and and do their own thing later on. Cause... You know, you know what's so funny is that that only happened what that was the year that Cody returned, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's so funny to think like how overlooked that moment is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, having really his last match ever, coming back after all these years. That these, you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know. Sorry, I just randomly thought of that. Like. 
Well, I think I think it's because everybody keeps trying to fantasy book him into more matches, and that like I right. think everybody's just like, well, we got to see like you know like no, just enjoy that for what it was. Like that's probably yeah. the last time you will ever see him, you know, lace up a pair of boots. So just 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 enjoy that moment. Like it, when you go back and watch it, man, it holds up. It was such a great moment. But you're right, it it does kind of get glossed over sometimes. But that's also maybe part of the problem with. WrestleMania being two nights because then he came out the next night and had that moment with Vince and that awful stunner that Vince took. So maybe that in itself kind of overshadowed it too, because he, he had that moment with Vince and with McAfee and with, um, uh, what's his face? Austin theory. So yeah. yeah, So maybe that in itself kind of overshadowed it a little bit. (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, there that that's kind of the problem with it being two nights is that there is stuff that kind of gets, you know, the it the pandemic era though works so, I think it works so much better because you know night one you had the the boneyard match, the night two you had the Firefly Funhouse match, and those two things were two uniquely different things, like completely that it, it's like they almost have their own. It's almost like they happened at two separate WrestleManias, even though it was technically the same one. Yeah, so, that was that was such a even that God, that was just surreal. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I didn't think about. I, I think you know. So I guess for for their goal should be to to make each night feel like its own WrestleMania, right? Instead of right. instead of it bleeding over. So. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough to see. Like, I, I'm really curious to see where they go with some of this stuff. And, th- and then, you know, when you flip over to Monday Night Raw, you know, Triple H had his thing. And then Cody um, Cody appeared on SmackDown, right? Let's um, see. I don't think I'm trying so. Trying to comb through and take a look. I can't remember if he did or not. Oh, my dog's crying. No, he didn't. You're right. Drew was on it because he had a match with AJ, and then Drew had some stuff to say. So Cody made his first appearance then on Monday Night Raw, and during that appearance, Seth came out, and the and and Cody made a made a point to thank Seth for coming to his aid and having his back. And Seth's line after that was freaking hilarious. I don't know if you caught it or not. Um, I did, but he goes. Well, what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> yeah. So everybody's stealing the rock shit. Like from Triple H, Seth Rollins, they're they're all stealing the rock shit, and it, it's yeah. it's pretty funny. But um, you know, it, it's it's and but it's still kind of muddied the water a little bit. You really don't know. You know, those two are on the same page, and it seems as though. Roman and Rock are on the same page, and we're going to find out more because they're appearing tomorrow night on SmackDown together. So that's going to be a must-see show. Like, you've got to, you know, yeah. Friday Night SmackDown, that is one you got to tune into to see what, what happens there. So the, that I think maybe hopefully we'll finally get more answers. The, the thing that – and I, I was talking with, with Michael about this. He and I were playing a video game, and, and he said, like, I just don't understand the why behind – like they they haven't done a good enough job of explaining the reason why Cody flip flopped, you know, and, and I think and and they haven't. I, and, and what I've been able to kind of what I've been able to kind of detect from from just like moments, like where he interrupted and what he had to say, and then what they said and and, and stuff like that. Like if you look at that presser, 
it really seems to me like Rock was making it about, oh, we we orchestrated this so we could be the main event and it's all love. It's a family thing. You know, the bloodline is going to be the main event at WrestleMania. And I think Cody understood when during his conversation with The Rock, maybe he was misled that The Rock really, you know, made it about, oh, I'm going to dethrone Roman. He needs to be knocked down a peg. But then when he sees him on stage giving each other so much love, then he's going out there and calling bullshit. Well, well, this yeah. isn't what, what we agreed upon. And that that's kind of what, what the vibe I'm getting from it, but they have not done a great job of, of explaining that. No, and, and, and yeah, and I agree. And I think that's, yeah, a decent, you know, explanation or good theory on it. And maybe they will explain it more. But one thing I noticed too is that when they were leaving the press conference and stuff, the Rock and Roman, you you notice how like Roman was following the Rock behind. You know yes. what I mean? Like there's subtle subtle things like that too. Yeah. So yeah. And and when Paul went up to Triple H or was it Nick? Maybe it was Nick Aldis and said, "I'll be here next week with Roman Reigns. Oh, and the Rock will be with us." You know, making yeah. it known. Okay, they're coming together. But he 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 said Rock's name last, not Roman's. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But, you know, Rock has always looked out for him. You know, he put him in a movie. He helped him out in that in that Royal Rumble a few years back at in Philly, you know. So there's there's that history there where he's always been kind of little brother to the Rock in a way. So, you know, I can see that and I'll be interesting to see kind of how they how they do that. And it'd be really interesting to see too how Solo and and Jimmy react to the Rock. Yes, and react to that to that dynamic. So I'm I, the storytelling that can happen here. I think is going to be really exciting, and I'm I'm here for it. Yes. So all right, um, you know, outside of that, we got a little bit more to the Bailey story, which I thought was was decent, and you know, the as far as SmackDown goes, and then. I, I kind of like how they're doing the qualifiers for the elimination chambers and they're, they're kind of cross branding them, you know, so yeah. McIntyre coming over and, and stuff like that. I thought that was really interesting and you got to see Sami Zayn on SmackDown go up against Randy Orton. So we're getting to see some like cool matchups that we haven't really seen before or in a long time. I, I can't remember seeing McIntyre versus styles. Like, I mean, it's, no, it's been a minute. They had a hell sure. of a, they had a hell of a match too. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and the- not to jump back like on the raw or whatever, but uh, what a hell of a six man tag to open the show. Yeah, that was great, man. That was God, really they, good. They went, for, they went for like it seemed like forever too. But um, yeah, that was a hell of a match. Yeah, I'll do. Going back to Cody's promo real quick. Did you did you see where he played the clip of of Rock on Pat McAfee and he's like, I, I, yeah. I just have a question. Oh, yeah, what are you supposed to do with it? Have you seen the clip from the Cole Cam? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cole's reaction, and then how you see yeah, Mac if he just slipped Pat, out of the chair. Like, like, I think he's. I think he's supposed to shove your ass. ass. Yeah. That was good. Oh man, that was good that was stuff. Really good. Um. But yeah, uh, and then you know, Pete Dunn and and uh, Tyler Bate, dude. How freaking good is it to see Pete Dunn 
back. I don't know if we've talked about this a whole lot, but the fact that he is now Pete Dunn again, mm-hmm. not Butch, and he looks like Pete Dunn, he's acting like Pete Dunn, he's wrestling like Pete Dunn, and the crowd is reacting to him like he is Pete Dunn. Yes. It and, almost it, it it makes me wish like like he actually was on Raw and he would be like Give me him and Gunther oh. at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Oh. Oh. You know what I mean? And yes. then he dethroned Gunther because Gunther dethroned him for the UK yes. title. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there, there, I think there's big time money there yes. with, with that. Yes. Yes. I'll take that all day long. But instead, he and Tyler Bate won the right to face Judgment Day for the Tag Team Championships at. Elimination Chamber coming up in Perth, Australia. So I, that's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens there. I, I really see, though, I mean, I really feel, though, that this is going to turn into Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate at some point in time. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like it's not going to be very long before Pete Dunne is fully Pete Dunne and he remembers who he is and he just completely annihilates Tyler Bate because that's how he burst onto the scene to begin with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it, it's almost like kind of like sensing a Randy Orton turn. Like it's, it's, it, I feel like it's coming. Like Pete Dunne's character is not, not very babyface. I mean, he can be, but it's he's he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty gnarly heel too. So, let's see. Bianca qualify for elim- the elimination chambers are going to be fucking stacked. Just look at the names that have qualified so far. You got Bianca Belair, you got um, Becky Lynch, and then you got Liv Morgan on the women's side. On the men's side, you got Drew McIntyre, you have Randy Orton, and then who is the other one on Raw? Oh, L.A. Knight. You got L.A. LA Knight. Yeah. I mean, damn, dude. These matches are, are star-studded so far. Oh, and Bobby Lashley, too, because he, he beat mm-hmm. Big Bronson Reed. Where he did that Dumb. freaking press slam thing off the top rope. Like, that was impressive oh, yeah. as shit. Yeah, that was big time meaty. Yeah, yeah. You see LA Knight wants to get Usher to perform Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> big year for Usher. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That'd be great. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. But, yeah, SmackDown... Was a was a good show, solid show, but I think this week is going to really raise the stakes a little bit. We're going to find out more what's going to happen. You know, could we get that tag match at Elimination Chamber? Because the Elimination Chamber card right now, I mean, I know you got the the tag match and you got the two chamber matches, and oh, and then you got the, the you got the IC Championship match too between Gunther yeah. and, and and Jay. So yeah, I guess you have four you got four matches on the card. So could they add a fifth? Maybe. You know, maybe they add that tag match as a fifth match. Who knows? Or maybe it does move to WrestleMania. But everybody says Roman's not going to Australia. So, you know, because everybody knows Roman's schedule better than Roman does, apparently. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then we flipped the script over to Raw. We talked a little bit about that stuff already. So, there really isn't too much else to get into. You said that, that six-man was awesome. Uh, the you know the Ivar and LA Knight match was really good, dude. Ivar mm. is so freaking good for a guy his like a guy his size to move like that. It's impressive as hell. Did, 
So off topic, about something to talk about real quick. Did you see the video of Logan? So at the performance center, they have um, records of like different yeah. jumps. Yeah, he stuff. tried to break Montez's Ford's long jump record. Yeah, but did you see the vertical jump? No records. It so was Montez Ivar, Ford, right? Well, Montez Ford has the record on that one, but Ivar's is thirty eight point six. <laughs> which is fucking insane for a dude that short and that well, I don't know how short he is but like he seems shorter but like that big yeah 38 I mean he could dunk a basketball yes <laughs> like I I, th- I think of like you know some great athletes I've seen like um like Dustin you know Dustin Fox yeah like he he, he had like a vertical like 40 but you know what I mean? But he was, you know, incredible lean. athlete. Yeah. Lean. Yes. <laughs> 38.6. And he's not that far behind, like, Montez. Like, Montez Ford's was, like, 39-something. Yeah. Yeah. That is – and Sean Ross Sapp even tweeted it out, that photo, and was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Ivar's vertical is 38.6? <laughs> that's That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I did see his name on there, but I didn't see what it was for, and I never I didn't yeah. pause it and go back. But it was incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. But even like Montez's long long jump, like standing jump, is incredible. I mean, what was it like twelve yards or something like that? Yeah. God, my God, man. Yeah. So. Uh, but I mean, hey, look at Logan Paul working out at the PC. So. Just can't say the guy doesn't uh, doesn't work. He's been showing up for SmackDown every week too. I mean, he hasn't been, been wrestling. Although he's wrestling this week on SmackDown, he's supposed to face Miz for an Elimination Chamber qualifier. Gotcha. So I guess the U.S. Championship will not be defended at Elimination Chamber because the U.S. Champion will actually be in the Elimination Chamber, possibly. So that'd be interesting to see. Because I got a feeling he would beat Miz, right? Either he would beat Miz or, like, somehow it would get thrown out and either one of them would get... get I would think so, especially with everything that's going on with Maurice. And maybe Miz will soon be taking some time off. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I did did see something about that, too. So, he wasn't at Raw this week because he wasn't there to save truth, which... (laughs) That segment alone, man, like... (laughs) Yeah. Did you see the, the TikTok I sent you? Yes. The I'm a part of Judgment Day. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, dude, dude, that, dude, that match was good. Like that, that was like some, like, Ron Killings, like, that was like a Ron Killings match. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was early match. days, shit. Like you know what I mean? Like how he does the back, back leg kicks and stuff, and then he flips his body around. You know what I mean? Like. He's always, I know he's always done that, but he hasn't done a lot of that stuff in a while. Yeah, he, he can but, work when he wants to. Like he's Oh, my God. He's yeah. incredible. Especially, yeah, and especially at his, like, age. Like, people realize, like, he's up there in age. Yeah, he's just, you know, I think uh, McAfee said something on commentary. Like, he's, like, 52 years old or something like that. Yeah. He's, like, 52 cr- years old doing this. Like, that's incredible yeah. or something. Like, wow. What is that? Oh, I mean, AJ Styles. He's 48. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? true. Like, it's not that far off from. It is. It's amazing how. Yeah. I, These I, guys take care of themselves and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he finally he finally understood he's not going to be in Judgment Day, and then he was calling Miz for help on on his way to the ring. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then, you know, they jump him, DIY comes out, and then he comes to the back to to thank DIY and calls them DX. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, man, I can't believe DX came out to save me. You got the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, and pointed to Gargano. <laughs> and then you got the game, Triple H, and points to fucking Ciampa. <laughs> you know, he's not too far off. He's not. He really that. isn't. <laughs> That's the best part about it. That's awesome. Oh, man. I love how he just keeps he keeps reinventing like different like reinventing things crazy. like yeah <laughs> funny things like that. Dude, another uh, another funny line. I, I don't know if you caught Becky Lynch's promo, but she had a really good promo, and she started talking about her daughter and like things that she she started talking about things that she's given up for for the the profession that she's in, and uh, talked about talked about conversations she's had to have with her daughter about injuries and you know, how they've affected her and how they've affected her role as a mother. And she goes, and I ha- I had to, I've had to have tough conversations with her, like why her dad wants to beat up Maui. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute little throw in there. Uh, I, I'm interested in what they're doing with Sami Zayn because they keep having these, you know, heart-to-heart conversations in the stands with him where he says he, he's going to be a champion one day. And he, then he's been on kind of this losing streak, like he's trying to find his footing. And, you know, he had his match with Nakamura, and unfortunately Nakamura got the win, you know, with the with the McIntyre's interference and everything. But it was, it was a great match. But, like, Sammy's had really good matches, but he's just not quite getting over the hump. So I'm curious to see where that's going to go. I, I don't think it's going to lead to anything WrestleMania-wise, but I think going beyond maybe like uh maybe like a money in the bank or something like that like that i i, th- I could see Sami Zayn winning money in the bank this year yeah i could see that i mean i almost there was a, a time where i was honestly could see him like him drew and Seth for the title but you know yeah. what I mean? but but now like you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know if he's really if they've kind of backed him away from that yeah, I I think maybe because they were trying to figure out which way they wanted to go once Punk got hurt. Like, okay, yeah. we need to figure out something. Now that could make it big though, and and that also honestly might not be a bad idea depending on how hurt Seth still is. Because if you have three people in that match, that takes a little bit of the load off of him. He can take breaks and things like that to where he's he doesn't have to work a full match with with his knee busted up. So that that could be something to help protect Seth. True. Yeah. So it might not be a bad idea. I mean, it could still lead there because, you know, McIntyre keeps getting involved in his business and, you know, he keeps getting in, uh, and McIntyre and he, you know, there's, there's that back and forth there with he and McIntyre. And I don't think it would take long for, you know, they're both baby faces, so he doesn't really need to build something so much with Seth, but I mean, there's, there's definitely a way that they could put it in there. Yeah. I said, put it in. Yeah. All uh, right, switch gears. Have you watched much NXT? So I did catch um, a tag title match. Okay, or part bits and pieces of it, like because I knew that was. I mean, I, I've been following a little bit of stuff with Carmel Hayes, um, and then, but yeah, I knew, and I and I kind of figured that was going to happen for the tag title match. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of yeah. figured they're gonna they're gonna win. Um, but I guess I guess like my thing of it is like, man, Baron Corbin, man. I, you know what I mean? Like, 
this is this is a one case where like, and I always hated like, oh, so and so's back in NXT. Like, here's the thing. To me, NXT is just as big as, you know, I don't want to say as big as AEW, but like, it's just as important as stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, and and I think it's just as, um, how do I want to say this? Like. I don't want to say as big as AEW or like biggest TNA, but it's, it's showcase to me. It's showcase more. I think it has more of a backing behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, so what if these people are NXT? You know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah, it's incredible. Like, but but like, you know, is this going to lead to like, you know, what in? You know, well, that's the other thing we got. Was that Friday? Wasn't Braun Breaker on SmackDown? Yeah, so they've been, they've been, anybody that was in the Royal Rumble, they've been kind of courting a little bit. So they haven't signed contracts yet. I I have a feeling they'll probably stretch it out to WrestleMania because I think some of these stories are going to go through Stand and Deliver, which is (laughs) Stand and Deliver is the morning of night one of WrestleMania or like the afternoon. Of night yeah. one of WrestleMania, so that that kind of kicks everything off. So I have a feeling that they're going to try to stretch it out to that, and then then you know the night after WrestleMania or the Monday after WrestleMania, I can see where some of these guys are going to end up going to. You know, like uh, you'll find out where they're going to go or show up at. You know what I mean? Did I say that right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay, you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting there. Right. We'll know, like, you know, they'll debut on the shows they're going to debut on after WrestleMania. I think they're kind of teasing the night after WrestleMania, if that makes sense. Hopefully we don't have to find wait that long for Jade, though, because Jade is also one of those that have shown up on both shows now looking for a contract. So we'll see who ends up where. But may, maybe they'll kind of sprinkle some of them in before that. But who knows? They got. I mean, there's so much going on right now. It's like you couldn't hardly keep up with everything. And the great thing is, everybody's got kind of a story. You know what I mean? Like there isn't just random shit for the sake of random shit happening on the yeah. show. Like everything has a reason. And even I these guess, guess, qualifying matches have like some backstory to them. Yeah, and I guess my point to that whole thing with NXT is that like it's almost like it's obviously another brand, but it's almost like a you know like it said for a Baron Corbin or whoever like all right not much going on but like this person is a hard worker and they're a great wrestler great employee like let's try them on NXT you know what I mean like mm-hmm. okay not working out here so you got a place to go it, so. it gives him a bit of a refresh and that and that's kind of I've listened to a couple of interviews that he's done and that whole burn the ships moniker that that's kind of where he's at right now. And he, he said that he got that from Corey Graves and like he, the, the idea is you, you know, when, when Vikings go to raid a new land, they burn their ships because there's no, yeah. retru- there's no retreat. Right. So he kind of looked at this going to NXT and helping out there as a way of kind of like burning the ships and like resetting himself I, as a character and kind I mean, of look building what, look himself in a new image. Look what it did for Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah, you know without I mean? doubt. He went down there, went became champion again, and he came back, and he's in, you know, one of the most important, you know, maybe second most storylines in the company. You know what I mean? 
There are some rumors, though, that Finn might not be in WWE for very much longer. I guess his contract is one of those that's close to coming up, and uh, he's apparently told people close to him, again, who knows what if this is true or not, but apparently told people close with him he'd love to work with the Elite again. Um, so there's, I guess maybe there's a possibility you could see Finn leave. I hope that's not the case, but at the same time, like... Uh, He's gotten to the. It's gotten to the point now. I, I guess unless they do something different with him, but he is kind of just you know. I, I know he's a big part of Judgment Day right now, and he's in a huge storyline, but that's really all he's got going for him at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's yeah. And if he wants to work with them, and then finish out his career. And yeah, I mean, the guys in his forties, like he's you know how long yeah. he got left. So. Yeah. But you know who knows? No, he, I mean that that yeah, might, that, that, that may be the case. It may not be. Yeah, he could do New Japan stuff and everything. And um, but oh, actually, you know what? I wanted to bring this up to you. I know we talked about the, the possibility of Gunther and Butch. Yeah, I do. You get, to get that uh, name out of your fucking mouth. It's not Butch's. Pete Dunn. All right, Pete Dunn. Man, that's pretty bad. Though. Like that was anyway. Okay, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> um, I honestly think, and this is a fantasy thing, but I think it's possibly could happen. I think we're going to get Gunther and Okada at WrestleMania. I think Okada's going to sign. I think it's Triple H has been working on it and really wants it. He he wants to be there. We've talked about it. You know, he's like almost like best friends with Nakamura. Um, and Gunther was talking about him recently in interviews okay wanting to work wanting to work with him um that they have you know they've worked or work with him again now I, I think they maybe have worked together or something or whatever but he has a big time respect for him and plus also what i noticed in the six-man tag match and i i think gunther has used it many times but he uses the rainmaker mm. which is okada's finisher mm -hmm. so um i honestly could see that i mean if they pull that off and i know mike is called okada a carney or indie carney or whatever but he's a bigger star like i said i've said this and i will defend this he's a bigger star i think in the u.s than like people give him credit for or or can be you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it would be huge i i mean his his time with new japan is done and it's up and well, I mean, according to rumors, he's already all elite, and he's going to AEW. So, oh well, okay, but, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. Th I. I really. Th I think. Uh, Wouldn't that be a swerve if uh, the whole big business thing was centered around Okada and not uh, Mercedes? In, oh in my Boston? God, yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> He's, but but that's the thing is, but that's the thing is like he's in his talkings with Triple H like last year much so he's talking about like his dream like his last thing dream to do is like work at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So, but the funny thing is too is that he's only like thirty six years old, which is yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. Like he's he's young as shit. Yeah. He's just been around forever. So. so I mean, he he could theoretically though still go to AEW on a two year deal and then leave there and. You know, yeah. You know, I, I guess it just depends on you know which company can help him get a work visa faster. Right. But no, 
I, I you know th- that would be cool, and that that would be that would be a what I know of Okada. Even though for a lot of like internet fan people, it would be a dream match. But I think even for the average viewer, it would be one hell of a spectacle to see because it would be an amazing matchup. And I think if there are a lot of people that don't know Okada's name, if they put him in a, a match like that with Gunther and people get to see what he can do, everybody will then know who he is and, and oh, yeah. have no doubts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, I mean, that, that would skyrocket him to, to, to fame. Plus, plus it, it's another it's, – it's fresh – Mm-hmm. Let's face it. When Shinsuke Nakamura signed with NXT, I, there was like the same thing. The tip, you know, the real fans of New Japan knew who he was. Right. Me personally, I didn't know much of him nope, until I went back and like watched stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I mean, look, look how great that was. It would be kind of almost same aura, same presence. And the thing is, too, like if you put him in a match with Gunther, you want to talk about fucking like potato hard hitting mm-hmm. those two because okada can take it and fucking dish it out yeah you know what i mean like I, and i've seen him i've seen some matches there's this one clip out there i don't know who he was wrestling but this dude was like fucking up and being way too stiff <laughs> I, saw, okada, yeah, I saw that yes. too yeah he got he pissed and he slapped the fucking shit out and beat the fucking shit out of him and the dude yeah. just took it too yeah so yeah, that would, that would be cool. No, I, I I don't do I don't disagree with you. I think it would be as well. So, uh, but yeah, I, and you know, real, real quick, I, I know. We're, let's go back to NXT for just a second. Uh, one Wolf Dogs won the tag team champions, and I think Baron Corbin finally acknowledged the name. So, uh, you got that. And then uh, the other thing, though, that I thought was interesting, Carmelo Hayes had a match with Joe Gacy. First of all, Joe Gacy's character, really interested in that. Uh, he he kind of has a Bray Wyatt vibe a little bit, but like mm-hmm. kind of like a almost kind of like a mix of neighbor Bray and like crazy Bray. Yes. In a way, like when he, he had like a, a rubber or like a punching like glove that he hit Dijak with two weeks ago, which was hilarious. But, you know, just kind of like the white, like when he smiles and just he just has that vibe to him. He's grown his hair out a little bit. So Joe Gacy, really interesting to keep an eye on. But how about, you know, there was a few. So last week, Mello came out and got a got fuck you Mello chance. But this week he was getting like people were saying, let's go Gacy. Let's go Mello. He was getting a few cheers here. So how do we go from fuck you Mello to then people still chanting for Mello? <laughs> People just really don't like Gacy. So. I guess I don't know, man. That was that was interesting. So, yeah, that's that's a weird booking. Yeah, yeah, it was. But he interfered in in the match. I get well. He interfered in Dijak's match. So I don't know what that had to do with Mello. I don't know. I don't remember. There was some interaction between the two that I think led to the match, like kind of loosely. So I I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens there, but. And there's some interesting stuff going on in the women's division, but I won't dive too much into that. Uh, switching years, AEW you talked about you know stiff things happening in matches. I, I know it hasn't aired yet, but did you see what happened to Jeff Hardy on Rampage? I did. Oh man, yeah. Sammy Butch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe he went to the wrong side. I don't know, but that that, that sucks. So yeah, it's almost like his yeah he. he you there, he's just like his legs spread out too far or something like that. But yeah, caught him yeah. right in the fucking face. 
Yeah, so hopefully he's just okay. So, and um, let's see. You got more stuff with Christian Adam Copeland. Christian gave him the concerto, took him out uh, after his match with Danny Garcia. Um, I didn't get to see the Samoa Joe... Maybe I fell asleep, or maybe it might... Was that the, at the end of the show, or was that in the middle of the show somewhere? It must have been. The, the only thing I honestly saw in the end of the night was the shit with Darby and the Young Bucks. But that wasn't even the end of the night, because the, the main event was no, Orange, Orange versus Taven. That, yeah, that that was how the show ended. Okay. Yeah. What, what Orange it, versus Taven? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because it went off the air during that match, so I didn't actually see the end of the match. Thank you, DirecTV Stream. And, and and you know what the shitty thing is, too? So I record Modern Family, but I have to record it. Like, I can't just record that. Well, I guess maybe I should just record. I don't know. It, it records every Modern Family that's on. So because Modern Family is on E!, it's on TBS and it's on like one other channel. By the time I get a chance to watch the rest of the show, it's already erased because it only holds 30 episodes at a time, but it records so many modern families that it already erased the one that had the end of the match on it. Why can't you just record the one after it? Because I can't, because modern family is not a new show. So I can't say record new episodes only. So it literally just records any, any modern family that's on. That's how the direct TV stream works. I figure, I thought you could just, when you're on the guide, you scroll over and you just hit record. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, but I have, but in order, but I would have to do that every week. So instead of doing that every week, I did record series. So it records every single episode of modern family ever on TV. Oh, not just I mean, on TBS. Don't you think it'd be worth it just to just do it every week? No, because it ta- like I I don't think about it, and sometimes I'm not sometimes I'm not home. I guess I could do it from my phone, but sometimes yeah. I'm not even home, so it's like no, set, like I set yourself, set yourself a reminder. Fuck that! That's too much work to watch a TV show. Just it's too much to ask to end your show on time. <laughs> just just fucking end it on time. Like there's nothing you're competing against. There's no reason for you to go over every week. Like I get it on special occasions, but to do it every week now is just fucking annoying. Stop. Just stop. End your show on time. It's it's not that hard. Just, just record it every week, Jason. <laughs> no. I shouldn't have to record Modern Family to see the end of Dynamite. I shouldn't have to. <sighs> I, I think it's weird that the Jacksons are wearing okay. So wearing the bloody suits. Okay, so what I what I think would have been better is if they would have saved them and worn them for the match. I think it would have been more impactful than wearing them every week. Because unless they're collecting all of their opponents' blood on the on the suits on the way there, it, it doesn't make as much sense to me than if they were just uh that is their attire for the match like that then it would have been more impactful but the fact that they're wearing it every week is just kind of it just looks weird now um yeah i could dig that I like they would have done that i guess but which idea do you like better the collecting their opponent's blood or saving it for the saving I mean, it for the the match yeah. I mean, they may like if it's me personally. Like, I wouldn't want to wrestle in that. Like, yeah, I'd want to wrestle in my gear. 
it's kind of like it's not, it's kind of like it's kind of like when the smoking guns used to wrestle in jeans. Yeah, or, or, or any wrestler wrestles in jeans or stuff like that. How the fuck can you do that? Yeah, sorry, that'd be terrible. So it's not it's so it's not the fact that they're wrestling in hepatitis that bothers you. It's the fact that they're wrestling in they're wrestling in uh, a suit. Yes. <laughs> okay. I guess I shouldn't. I, I I guess I shouldn't be surprised from the guy that wiped up New Jack's blood in his program. So, okay. First of all, my my, <laughs> my I dropped my program into his blood. Oh, speaking of, okay. Speaking of New Jack, so the Dark Side of the Ring. I know we're going like all over the rails here, but like Dark Side of the Ring season five starting up next month. Oh, cool. Um, I wrote down the episodes. Um, <clears throat> I don't have them, but they're. There's gonna be some good ones. Well, let's probably look it up real quick. I got it. Okay. Um, but anyway, they, they started a the, the creator started a podcast. I saw that, but I couldn't it, find it. Is it only on YouTube? So it's not, it, no, it's on Apple. It's called. Um, where's my library at here? It's called Dark Side of the Ring Unheard, and the first episode is about New Jack. So. Okay, I'll have to find Quite it. Quite interesting. I, I kind of fell asleep halfway through. I'm going to try to start the other half tonight before I fall asleep. And um, But yeah, it's pretty good. They play clips and on-air clips and stuff from the cool. show, New Jack, and just behind-the-story stuff. So, All right, so yeah, I see... see th- what's that? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I, yeah, I see that they're premiering Season 5 with The Ballad of Earthquake, which is a story of John Tenta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not seeing... Another, let's see. Oh, here's an article. Chris Adams. Yes, which is going to be great. Sensational Sherry, which I'm going to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Terry Gordy, which will be an interesting one. Pretty good. Black Saturday. Black Saturday is um, when Vince bought Georgia Championship Wrestling in 1984. Oh, and he and appeared on Yes, he appeared on WTBS, and then um, basically what happened from there is Vince sold that back to Crockett. So, so quick backstory. Okay, before the NWA was one thing and then turned to WCW, the MWA champion was just, you know, kind of traveling territory, territory. There was no real, like, NWA like solely mm. there was mid Atlantic championship wrestling. There was Georgia championship wrestling. So like in mid Atlantic, you know, the world tag titles and like us title were their big titles and Georgia championship wrestling, like the TV title was like the big title. Right. So when Vince bought Georgia championship wrestling and people were pissed off and this and that, yada, yada, he sold it back to Crockett. So Crockett's own mid Atlantic. So he sold the Georgia Championship wrestling part of it to Crockett. So Crockett's bought that also. And that's when Crockett kind of just took everything and formed the NWA. And that's what turned into, you know, Turner and WCW eventually mm-hmm. in 88. Okay. But when Vince sold it to Crockett, he sold it to Crockett for like a little over a million dollars. Vince actually used that money to fund. WrestleMania one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So a little quick backstory there, but that's what yeah. black Saturday is about. So. All right. So we got Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake. Yeah. Buff Ooh, Bagwell. That, 
Brutus one I saw because he talks big time about his uh, parasailing accident. Yeah. That one's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, you got Buff Bagwell, which I think that would be an interesting one. Harley Race. Interesting that they're oh, doing yeah. a dark side on Harley. That's going to be the best dark side of the ring on God's green earth. <laughs> Thanks, Harley. Uh, the Sandman. Uh, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, yep. And then Chris Colt, which I don't know anything about Chris Colt, so that that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, not much much about that one either. So yeah, Colt once wrestled in a steel cage match on psychedelic drugs, which made him believe he was being attacked by giant spiders. But that's just part of his story. He fought as <laughs> he fought hmm. in promotions across North America until his 1996 death. All right, interesting. Cool. Yeah, it seems like they got some fun ones. I, I I feel like the Sandman, especially if Sandman's a part of it, like I feel like that should be fun. Yeah. Um. You know. I I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you right now. Personally, I think Chris Adams one is gonna be really really good. Okay. Um. Just because I already like know a lot of backstories about him and stuff. Like, um. I think that's gonna be really good. And then uh, what was the other one? I just, Sensational Sherry, I think, will be good, too. Sensational Sherry will be a really, really good one. Um, Terry Gordy. Terry Gordy, yeah. Um, Even Harley Race. Harley Race, talking about a lot of the stories and stuff with him. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, it should be um, a really good show. I love the show. Um, Hopefully they start. They do some of those. I like those confidentials they do when Conrad's on there. When Jericho is on there, they kind of do some behind the scenes stuff too. So yeah, well, I think having um, their own podcast kind of scratches that itch too. So yeah. All right, cool. Well, Dark Side of the Ring coming back here March fifth. So I'll be checking that out, especially for the earthquake. I'm sure we'll talk about that because we we typically will talk about it on the show. So we'll have to get Riley watching them too. So we have uh, we can talk a little bit about them each and every week. Um, so Wardlow killed a guy. I'm trying to think what else happened on AEW that was really, and, and and I guess Samoa Joe Swerve and and Hangman. They just I think they just did backstage interviews. They didn't have like a face to face or anything like that. Yeah, okay. So um, then there's a backstage interview with the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale had a match, which was decent. You know, we're seeing Sky Blue descend further into the the House of Black. I think she should just change her name to Sky Black. Like, if she's going to be a part of the House of Black, it should be Sky Black, right? Mm, I like it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I guess that would make it like she was related to Malachi, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, and then Orange Cat, Dude, Orange Cassie was busted open. Like, the oh, side yeah, of man. his head was... Oh, man. Again, man, I know we, we've praised him a lot. Again, man, just one of those unsung, to me, one of those unsung MVPs of uh, AEW. Yeah, without a doubt. It was a really good match, too. So, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, man, all in all, I thought it was an okay episode of Dynamite, but it was just kind of an episode. So yeah. um, I would have loved to see Shivani take the beat, the uh, the the V what was it the EVP trigger now yes EVP <laughs> trigger yes but unfortunately Darby Allen saved them so we didn't get to see that but uh yeah I mean dude AEW just kind of is it's just there for me now I'll I'll still watch it week to week but man there's just so much good stuff going on in WWE it's just, it's it's hard for me to get really consumed now that MJF isn't around on a week to week basis like that the whole 
you know, um, yeah, Adam, like Adam a... Cole's group storylines kind of just there now. Like the, you know, yeah. what I mean? like it's, they're just it's another just, faction. They're, yeah, they're almost kind of like in a reboot thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not having MJF, but even not having Kenny around, you know what I mean? Like, right, hurts. So, and I, I know Christian's doing a good job, but it's like this story with him and Adam is just never ending. I know. I kind of wish I would. I kind of wish they'd be moved on by now, honestly. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, Dax and Moxley had a had a good match. I, I think that was a lot of fun. But yeah, man, overall it was just kind of another night. And you know, the Jacksons in top flight, the the match was good. I I do like though. I like Nick and Matt's wrestling style now. They're not flashy. They're just to the point. Right. And and I loved when I think it was um I think it was Matt or Matthew. Sorry, faked the super <laughs> kick and then hit um hit uh, Darius with the DDT. I thought that was actually fucking awesome. Yes. You know? I, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? The more you, the fact you say that, the more I think about it, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this this could hopefully lead to something. It's almost like a fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. So. I mean, it, it's it's definitely... I don't know if it's the best way to go about telling a story, but it's, it's interesting. You know what I mean? And it's like... And they're they're really leaning into the whole EVP thing and and making it making it basically yes. a, a work shoot, which you know, I I would have liked it better if they did it when Punk was there and just leaned into it and led to a story between them rather than doing it all after everybody you know everybody parts ways. But right, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I it's interesting. It, it would be real interesting to kind of see where they where they go from there. <sighs> all right man well that's really about it i mean we've we've we covered about our hour that we typically cover so i i think we can i think we can wrap this up unless you got something else i do not all right well cool well i don't either so uh if you have something you being the listener that's hearing my voice right now please find us on x you can dm or you can tweet us at live your gimmick that's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. You can also fa- find us on your favorite podcast app of choice. If you have Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you leave a comment or answer the, the trivia poll on Spotify. Something along those lines to, to let us know what you think about the show and uh, give us any feedback. So, you know, uh, outside of that, I, I got nothing. Hopefully we'll have Riley back next week and we'll have kind of more of a normal show trying to think next week uh i think that's the build-up to elimination chamber so i want to try to eventually get us back on riverside so we can start doing like the the watch alongs that we had talked about and stuff like that but um yeah if i um have time i should be able to and uh feel better next week i will work on it all right yeah. sounds good so we'll, we'll try to we'll try and get set up there within the next couple of weeks that way we can do those and then uh but yeah, we'll be looking forward to Elimination Chamber. Um, it's gonna be what five a.m. our time when that finally happens in two weeks. So oh be yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got for now. So for Kevin, I'm Jason, reminding all of you out there in the uh, beautiful wrestling community to be a fan and always live your gimmick. And uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. I had a dyslexic moment there. I thought you said for Jason, I'm Kevin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm the dyslexic one. That's my gimmick. Get your own.
Yeah. I'm the dyslexic man. <laughs> <laughs> All right.